Welcome to Mornings with Hope. Please welcome your host, Voice the Voice Older. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our first and only show. Because once our executive producer, Steve Fitzalan, sees what we do this morning, there's not going to be another one. So our theme this morning is twofold. It's you had one job to do, and it's also the importance of teamwork. So let me start with a story from my own life. About six years ago, I started in a new job, and I inherited this team, and they were amazing, intimidating even. So a team of eight or nine scientists, three of them had PhDs, and I don't, and I'm meant to be the boss of this team. So there was one of these uh, particular people, we'll call her Judy, because that's her name, and she had a PhD in blue-green algae, and I'm like, I sort of know what that is, but uh, that's about it, and I'm meant to be her boss. And to be honest, she was intelligent, she was uh, better looking than me, she was, she was short, so I had that on my side, but everything about it, she was hard-working, oh, all of these things that were really challenging to me. And it's true to say that I was a little bit scared of her, to be honest. So I'm down in Hobart, in our Hobart office one morning, and Judy comes up and she goes, Royce! Yep, that's it. That's what she says, Royce. And that was enough to instill action in me immediately, like, yes, right, better get on it. She goes, Royce, I want to run a workshop. And what I want to do is get the, the brightest minds in the business together, and we're going to put together an environmental plan that's just going to be amazing. And I said, great, good. And she dragged me into a room, and she had, of course... Women like this, they always have a whiteboard and they have col different coloured markers. And like, great, this is going to be great. She's going to just run this and I won't have to worry. Anyway, she writes all of these actions and all of the logistics we had to get together. She said, we're going to hold it in Launceston. And you're based in Launceston, Royce, so you can, you know, you can sort of sort that bit out. And uh, she wrote all these tasks out. And then, of course, she put a name against it and a due date, of course. Lucky for me, she didn't really trust me that much, so most of the tasks ended up with her name against them. And she said, given that it's in Launceston, I'll leave you with this one task, Royce, and it's to organise lunch. I thought, righto, good, I can do that. What? <laughs> I had one job to do, ladies and gentlemen. So we get to the day, and we're all there, it's all organised, looks fantastic. There's sticky notes, there's whiteboards, there's a PowerPoint presentation. Everybody's there on time and I think this is going to be great. Anyway, we start the workshop and Judy's doing everything and I'm just chipping in where I can. And uh, it's going amazingly. We get to about 12.50, middle of the day. There's 12 people in the room and uh, they've all been working hard for the morning. And Judy comes up and she says, oh, lucky lunch is late because, you know, we're running over time. <laughs> I might go check on how that's going. <laughs> yep, I had one job to do. So now I'm outside of the room, calm on the outside, not very calm on the inside. Anyway, long story short, I think, right, Where's the nearest place where I can get some lunch from? And I go down the road and I walk into this place which is empty, 12.50. Anne is like, I can't believe this. At uh, 
Lucky for me, it was empty, and I walk in, I go, um, can I have 12 salad rolls and 12 bottles of water and 12 this and that? And she goes, this sounds a bit like a catering order. <laughs> I said, does, doesn't it? Yeah. She said, you're meant to pre-order these? This is our busy time of the day. And I looked around and said, I'm the only one in here. I'm in the wrong and I'm being cheeky to her. Anyway, she goes, oh, I'll do it this once. And I've experienced that a lot in my life, by the way. I'll do it this once. So this lady basically saves the day. Within 15 minutes, she got all of her guys together. They made the rolls and the water. And I walked back into the meeting as the hero with lunch, which was just running late. And Judy still doesn't know. She does know. I confessed. I confessed later on. But ladies and gentlemen... Just think about when you've had one job to do and you've failed. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. So anyway, today we've got a great show um, in store for you. We've got a special guest who I'm about to welcome today. This man had one job to do. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Epaphroditus. COVID's safe, COVID's safe. Well, let's take a seat over here, Epaphroditus. Who's heard of Epaphroditus, by the way? Thank you both. (laughs) So, Epaphroditus, you are famous for having one job to do. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I could tell you about me and my story, or we could actually just lock it up in the Bible. In the Bible? Yeah, I mean, I... Not one to gloat, but uh, I did make it into the good news. Do you want to look at it? Yeah, fair enough. So you were personally named in the Bible? Yep. Far out. Right, where do I look, mate? Uh, it's in the Filipinos. Uh, I mean, Philippians. So, <laughs> uh, Philippians 2, 2.15. Uh, just 2.25. 2.25 maybe. as well. Yep, right. Go with that. <laughs> okay. It starts. Epaphroditus praised. That's a nice start. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I was. (laughs) So verse 25. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you, Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. So wait on a minute. Before we keep reading, give us some context here. Who's writing this? All right. Well, this was a letter written by Paul back to the church in Philippi, which is where I was sent from. So I was sent from Philippi to Ephesus to be a support for Paul. Now, Paul was a really big name in the church at the time, and he was pretty much responsible for writing most of the New Testament. So this Paul guy is a big deal, written a lot, fairly famous in the church, Yep. and he knew your name. (laughs) He not only knew my name, I had actually met him personally. Far out. Yeah, and, and if you remember hearing before... He talked about, he referred to me as my brother. So, like, he, he sort of mentioned the word brother a lot, or you would probably know it as bro, but he, he'd talk about people like brother, but with me, he added the word my in front of it, which I think is pretty special. Righto, that's good then. Right, let's move on. Verse 26. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death. So you got sick in this ministry. Look, I was really, really sick. Now, half of you watching today would get this and half of you won't, right? But I got man flu. 
Whoa. I, I, was, I was definitely close to death. Now, I think I learned from that. That's why God gave women the right to have childbirth. Because Ladies then, and gentlemen. Because, because then they had some appreciation of the pain that we go through with, uh, with men folk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the view of our uh, speakers here today is not necessarily the view of the show. It was pretty bad, though. I think it's a good opportunity to move on. So verse 27, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So Paul's talking about the sorrow he would have felt if you had died from man flu whilst ministering to him. And I think people have died from man flu before. Yeah, that's right, yep. Okay, verse 28. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again you may rejoice and I may be less sorrowful. So hang on a minute. You're ministering to Paul and he sent you. He sent you packing. So he didn't need you. Was he not happy or was it a breakup? It was a mutual decision. Yeah, right, mutual. So it was, a, it's not me, it's you. And it's not you, it's me. Or what was it? You... No, it, was, it was definitely a mutual decision. We, we can move on from that one. Yeah, 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 we'll take your word for it. Right, eh? Verse 29, receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. Mm, that's pretty good. Because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. So it sounds like Paul was actually appreciative of your ministry. So what exactly was your ministry anyway? I mean, from the sounds of it, it's made it into the Bible. Um, he said to hold you in esteem. Uh, this is Paul, a big deal. Like, what, were you a miracle worker? Or were you ministering to him with the word? Or were you, you know, it sounds pretty amazing. What were you doing there? Well, again, I mean, that's also found in the Bible. We could go to Philippians 4.18 and read about that. Or 4 verse 8. So, <laughs> right, let's take a look. Philippians 4.18, you were right, by the way, I was stirring you up. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Hang on a minute. So that sounds like you gave him money. Is that what happened? No, no, but it was actually, it was actually really rare that like, I would be sent out by myself. You're right, because normally we'd go like in a group, so we wouldn't be subject to things like um, like highway robbery and that sort of stuff. I like taxes and that. Yeah. 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 And so obviously that's why they were obviously worried about me because I was taking longer than they thought I was. Okay, so Philippi to Ephesus, that's a fairly long way. How yeah. far is that? I think most scholars say it's about 300 miles and that's as the crow flies. So, I mean, I obviously took a bit longer than that, so I think I walked at least 300 miles. And then you had to walk back? Yeah, so I walked 300 more. So... <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> so you would walk 300 miles. And I would walk 300 more. And I would walk 300 miles. And I would walk 300 more. To be the man who walks 300 miles to fall down at your door. Da -da -da. Hey, 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 what's going on here? Uh, what's sorry, this about? I thought this was the voice. Sorry, <laughs> if this was the voice, I'm turning around for you, buddy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a random Philippian. 
So, random Philippian, can I call you Randy? Uh, no. Randall? <laughs> no, random's fine. Random it is. We know where we stand. Great. So, you're a Philippian and you're random. Very um, yes. How are you feeling at this time? You know, he's taking his time to deliver this money. So, how are you all feeling? Look, we're a bit flat, to be honest. Yep. I mean, we've, we've gone to a lot of effort. I mean, we've had people selling things. Mm. We've had people... Uh, offering sacrifices, giving up their livestock, um, people within the town collecting all of that money, organising it, um, sort of waiting for it to be uh, sent out. It took, it took the whole community to really get this thing going and then he's just scarpered. I don't know where he's gone. Yeah, so you've entrusted this sum of money to our mate here, Epaphroditus, and uh, he had a journey and you'd sort of left it with him and hoping for the best. Yeah, hoping for the best. I mean, there were rumours. We heard rumours uh, after he'd left that he got sick or maybe, maybe he died. No, definitely sick. Yep. Definitely. Man flu. Man sick. flu, yep, exactly that. right. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, we, we didn't know. Maybe he'd run off with it. Maybe he'd gone and bought a retirement home in Ephesus and yep. you know, just left us behind. Shot through we, the loot, loot. Yeah, yep. just didn't not, know. Not unlikely. But uh, it, it seems like this all worked out because... We, we read in a little earlier that Paul received the offering with thanksgiving and let's say it's because Epaphroditus was sick, not because he was no good. So he sent him back to you guys and you received him with joy and we had a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty nice guy. We're pretty happy to have him back. Yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, Epaphroditus and random Philippian. <laughs> you know, this, this whole story does remind me of a clip that I saw recently and it was on a show called America's Got Talent, and it was a taekwondo group and uh, an amazing performance. Um, we're going to throw to that clip right now, ladies and gentlemen, so enjoy this clip.
Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I looked really different in that clip, didn't I? Yeah, 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 sure. So what, what strikes me about that clip is there's this one guy that stands out. We all saw him. The one guy that's doing all the amazing stuff. You think, wow, he's the star. And you know, in life, we do that. We fix our eyes on the hero of the story or, or the star, the one in the limelight. And in the case of our story this morning, that was you, Epaphroditus. You were the star of the show. You're the one who was named in there, Epaphroditus praised. But we heard from Random over here that there was a whole team supporting that ministry, that mission. And we can't forget, we shouldn't forget that. You know, it's interesting. You think about, you think about today and what, what we're doing here today, here at uh, Mornings with Hope, our one and only show. There's so much work that goes in to a production like this. You wouldn't think it, having seen it now, but there's a lot of effort <laughs> that goes into pulling these things together. There are things that are seen, there are things that are behind the scenes, and then there are things that are unseen. So think about this morning. What have we got here, gentlemen? I got me. Got you, yep, yep, yep. and uh, we couldn't avoid that, but anyway. And uh, random, you got, well, what I do you mean, think? We've got, we've got a worship team. Worship team, what do you aren't, think? Aren't they good? Aren't they amazing? Weren't they good this morning? What else have we got? I mean, we've got these guys. The congregation. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't how do about it you guys? You. Be pretty boring without you. We've got the techies down the back. Yeah, we've got the lights. So the lights, that's right. We've got so much that goes into these days. Think about the Hope Discovery kids. They were talking about, you know, there was three of them on stage. But there's so much more that goes on both what is seen and what is behind the scenes. But then I can't help but think about the things that are unseen. You know, these, these guys on the screen, they would have had, what, trainers? Mm. What else can you think of that would have gone into that presentation? Well, they would have had uh, places for them to practice, and the practice. people who run the places that they practice in. Yep. Uh, family, friends. Yep. People who would have coached them as well over all those years to get that skill level. That's right. And, you know, those are all things that happen behind the scenes. And, like, for this morning, I know that there is a team that prays for us. And there is a team that prays for individuals in the church. There are mentors. My mentor is here this morning. And there are people that input into our lives. And sometimes that is seen. Sometimes it's behind the scenes. And sometimes it's unseen. My personal story is a story of one with a particular lady that I'll mention who was praying for me from when I was a very young boy. And uh, she saw me grow up. She saw the bad decisions I made. She saw not much fruit for her labour. Yeah, I was a 17, 18-year-old and I was off the rails. I wasn't doing, making good decisions. Then at the age of 20... Her prayers paid off, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And that was the first thing, the first sign that she saw, almost 20 years of praying, the first thing that she saw as evidence of her prayers and her faith. So I ask you this morning, 
What is it that you could be doing? I mean, we think about some of the tasks that, that go into making a Sunday service, and we heard of some before. I mean, one of particular note, which I know is Ben's favourite, is... Uh, uh, that'd be uh, the staff at Sealar. The Sealar, the coffee. So let's hear it for Sealar. Ready for that coffee after this. So, and, you know, there is opportunity here. The Bible says, and this is Jesus speaking, the fields are white under harvest, but the labourers are few. So I'd encourage you, you might have one job to do this morning. What is that one job to do? Maybe your job is to pray for somebody. Maybe it's something behind the scenes. Maybe it's something that is seen. Maybe it's preaching or worship leading or something that is seen. Maybe it's doing the announcements. Or maybe it's something that's unseen, like praying for somebody or getting into the Word. That's another thing we do here at Door of Hope. We've got people that are always in the Word, always looking ahead for our um, messages at our ministry here, making sure we're solid in faith, solid in the Word of God and on a firm foundation. I just encourage you this morning to take away from this, um, this show this morning, our one-off, the, the idea of maybe there's one job for you to do and the importance of teamwork. So that's about it this morning. Let's hear it for Epaphroditus and Random Philippian. <laughs> Epaphroditus, who walked 300 miles. Oh, and don't forget, he walked 300 more. So he walked 300 miles. And he walked 300 more. Come on, join in on us. And I would walk 300 miles. And I would walk 300 more. Just to be the man who walked 300 miles to fall down. Come on, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you.